is up, everybody, and welcome back to DW Sports. I am your host, Will Feller, and a few weeks of college basketball have gone by. I've kind of gotten to see who is legit and who is not legit. And the Big Ten ACC Challenge, the classic two conferences going head-to-head each year, starts what actually started yesterday, but the bulk of the game starts today, including my Indiana Hoosiers. And I'm also going to be talking about the number one, number two battle between Duke and Purdue, and I may mix Gonzaga in there. But as for now, sit back, relax, enjoy the show. But first, before I start talking about college basketball, if you want to get your body in shape, man, if you want to make new friends, you want to lose weight, you want to get prizes, there's prizes the place that I'm about to say. And that place is, you guessed it, UFC class in Noblesville. I'm telling y'all. Every piece of workout equipment that you can imagine, UFC class has got it. Battle ropes, treadmills, half-rack bench press. Bro, who doesn't want to come into a gym, open gym, right? It's not like you walk into an LA Fitness and there's millions of other people. You can have a half-rack bench press. There's only one in there. If you get a membership, you can go into open gym. You can use your half-rack bench press. You can get that max up a ton. and then. You can go on the agility ladders. You can go on the box jumps to improve your vert. You know, if you play basketball, you want to dunk on people, you feel me? Like, there are so many opportunities that you can get your body right if you pull up to this place. So, go into UFC class, and the discount code is actually changed now. Use the discount code DW Sports at the front desk for a discount on your membership. You have the cheapest membership at the gym that you can possibly have come from the DW Sports membership. Usually prices are $99 a month. Unlimited classes at UFC class, which includes open gym, all of that good stuff, hit class, boxing classes, sports. Membership, $79 a month. Use the discount code DW Sports and go to work. Also, if you're not following our social medias, our Instagram and Twitter, DW Sports, and two S's on the end. Our Snapchat and TikTok is DW underscore sports. And our email is DW Sports Show at gmail.com. If you have any questions, Purdue fans think that they should have been number one. Duke fans think they should have been number one. Gonzaga fans don't think they should have been number one. I'm just kidding. But America, I wonder what America thought. Did you guys think that Duke was going to be number one or Purdue is going to be number one? Because you look at both their resumes. They both have two very impressive wins for each side. Purdue over here on this side has North Carolina and Villanova right? Two impressive wins there. Then you have Duke who beat Kentucky, who was number 10 at the time, and Gonzaga, who's obviously number one. And I think when Purdue beat Villanova, they were number five. And I think North Carolina was number 18, if I remember that correctly. So two very impressive wins. People say that Duke doesn't have the talent. Is Purdue, I know some non-biased fans are saying that Duke doesn't have the amount of talent and the all-around talent, I should say, is Purdue. 
And I just believe that to be false. I honestly, in my opinion, think Duke has more all-around talent than Purdue. Purdue has phenomenal all-around talent. I'm not saying that they don't. They have every single thing. Zach Eadie's a good defender. Trayvon Williams is a good defender. Trayvon Williams is also really good in the post, even though he doesn't even start. Like, if you have Trayvon Williams coming off your bench, that is a huge, huge deal. Trayvon Williams would start at any other Big Ten school easily. And Purdue, I think, is clearly the best Big Ten school this year. Now, I'm going to get into something with them in the tournament a little bit later, but Duke um, has everything. Mark Williams is an elite defender. I think that he is a lot better defender than Zach Eady is. Zach Eady is a lot taller than Mark Williams is, and Mark Williams just somehow positions his body in a way to get blocks. I mean, this dude is blocking Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy in that Gonzaga game. Like, he was just jumping up there with no effort at all and blocking them. Coach K knows exactly how to use every single person that comes into Duke. Everybody at Duke has been used correctly, and he sent a lot of them to the NBA. In fact, I was just at the Indiana Pacers-Milwaukee Bucks game on Sunday night, and Grayson Allen started. I didn't think that Grayson Allen would ever start in the NBA. But Coach K knows not only how to use Grace Allen, but what he needs to improve on to become a good player at that next level up. Some of you guys may be forgetting that Coach K coached, or he still coaches the USA uh, Olympic basketball team. He won't anymore, but he did. And if there was Olympics this year, I'm pretty sure he would coach it. But this is his last year coaching a basketball. But Duke... I think they're going to win the championship. And I, I know that's way too early. And how many teams that are number one in the nation win the championship that often? I don't know. I can't tell you the answer to that. I, I don't feel like if you're number one in the nation for a portion of the year, now Duke, for all the matter, could get upset to Ohio State tonight and just be number one for literally one day. You know, I mean, obviously they'd be number one the rest of the week, but I mean, they wouldn't tr- they wouldn't be the true number one if Ohio State beats them tomorrow. Purdue would be the true number one if they won. If Gonzaga won and Purdue lost and Duke lost, I think Gonzaga would be the new number one, which hopefully that doesn't happen. I hate seeing them at number one because they're not going to lose the rest of the season. Their only tough game left is, in my opinion, Alabama, and then I guess you could argue BYU. BYU's actually had a good year in basketball. They are up to number 18. And those West Coast Conference teams, man, they just need – BYU and Gonzaga just needs to get out of there. I, I'm telling you right now, Gonzaga and BYU are too good of basketball programs. And some people consider BYU a football school, which is fine, but BYU has actually been excelling in basketball lately. They almost beat Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference tournament last year. They're up at half against Gonzaga. And so just move, just move those teams to the Pac-12, man. I mean, those two are just going to dominate the Pac or the West Coast Conference for a large amount of time. Once those two go to the Pac-12, hopefully soon, then you may have a team like St. Mary's or San Francisco is good this year that can be the new um owner of the West Coast Conference per se, but we need to get BYU and Gonzaga out of the West Coast Conference. They're too good of basketball schools to be in that conference. 
And I think that they would get a little bit more respect if they were a high seed in the tournament because it's not, oh, they're playing bums the whole year. If anybody says that about Gonzaga this year, one, they don't know college basketball because Gonzaga has played – they play at – actually, they don't play – I don't know where they play against Alabama, but they played Duke. They played number two UCLA. They play Alabama. They, they play a lot of good competition. Four good non-conference games right there, and they also play a lot of the Pac-12 as well. So I think they're knowing their schedule is leaning more towards playing Pac-12 teams. I think that that is a sign that they could be joining the Pac-12 soon. As for BYU, if they they have more of an argument to stay in the WCC than Gonzaga, but I don't believe that they should stay either. I think that they should go, but both teams would earn more respect as a seed in the tournament if they were in a power six conference than if they're in the West coast conference, but Gonzaga would be the new number one of Purdue and Duke loses, which is not going to happen tonight. First of all, Purdue plays at Mackey arena. And I don't think that Duke is going to lose to Ohio state. Ohio state is just a very up and down team. I think that their game will be very competitive. I think it'll be like a three point game. A three, five-point game. I don't think Duke will beat them by double digits because people in Columbus are going to be going nuts. They want basketball to do something good after their football team just lost to Michigan. So who knows what can happen. I think it will be closer than people expect, but I don't think that Duke will win. I mean, for the love of God, Paulo Bencaro, or Bencaro gets cramps in a lot of the big games he plays. He was cramps against USC or UCLA. I'm sorry. He got cramps against uh, Gonzaga. Ben Carroll put up 21 points in the first half. 21. And the bro, bro didn't even play in the second half. Dude was on track for 42 points against the number one team in the nation. I think that he should be the number one pick. Some people believe it's Chet Holmgren, but back to the number one, number two conversation. I personally think Duke should be number one. And I think that they will be number one for a while. Going back to what I said about them winning the championship, Duke, it all just fits to have one last miraculous story in Coach K's career. I'm thinking about it like this, laying out a documentary. God is laying out a documentary for college basketball fans. Duke hiring the guy who had a seven and nine record at army or something. He wasn't, he wasn't that good at army. His record wasn't that phenomenal army. Duke fans probably wondering why are we hiring this guy from army? Does he even know how to coach basketball to all the players coach case had all throughout the years? Obviously the memorable moments like Christian Leitner's shot. I think it'll be one last moment with Mike Krzyzewski but the Duke Blue Devils being number one in the nation early on, I think they will lose, but I think that they will win up, end up winning the national championship and complete the story for Mike Krzyzewski. And I'm happy for him, man. I mean, he's the GOAT. I, I personally think he's the GOAT. John Wooden has a very good argument, but John Wooden has, if you want me to make like a conspiracy about that, like I did with Will Chamberlain, let me know because I got a lot to say stuff about John Wooden.
I would say Coach K, John Wooden, and Bob Knight are the top three college coaches of all time. I don't even want to hear anything about Rupp or Jim Beheim or get out of here with that crap. Those are the top three, in my opinion. But Purdue, I know they're number two in the nation, but hear me out for a sec. I think that there is like three or four tiers in college basketball, Division One college basketball, right? I think tier one. If you're going to make a tier list, first of all, don't make like 10 teams in tier one. That's not tier one. That's two tiers combined, right? Tier one, in my opinion, I got Duke and Gonzaga. No Purdue. And let me tell you, this has nothing to do with my opinions on Purdue. This IU flag right here, me being an Indiana fan, has nothing to do on DW Sports with my opinions on, on Purdue, my opinions on Purdue University basketball has nothing to do with me liking IU on DW Sports. Now, I may say delusional stuff outside of the show, but inside of the show, it's all facts. Purdue is not in a tier with Duke and Gonzaga. They're not. Put Purdue on a floor with Gonzaga. Put Purdue on a floor with Duke. Are they going to compete with both of those guys? Absolutely. Purdue will compete with Duke and Gonzaga, but Purdue sometimes struggles to win big-time games. And I'm not talking about the regular season. Purdue always plays good in the regular season. I'm talking about national championship contenders. If, if we're going to talk about three national championship contenders right now, I'm taking Gonzaga, I'm taking Duke, and I'm taking Baylor. Just kidding, I'm not taking Baylor. I'm taking Kansas, even though I know they just lost to Dayton, and I know Purdue fans are going to be mad about that. Everybody always has a bad loss every year, guys. Kansas had their bad loss. It was to Dayton. Duke will have a bad loss this year. Gonzaga will have a bad – well, Gonzaga probably won't have a bad loss because of their conference. Purdue will have a bad loss. Indiana will have a bad loss. Everybody has a bad loss. I think that Kansas – if I were to put anybody, I would put Kansas. Is Purdue a better basketball team than Kansas? Yep, they are. They are 100%. But Purdue has not shown me that they can play good in the tournament. But, well, they went to the Elite Eight with Virginia before Mamadi Dikite hit that shot. I don't care. Y'all should have won that game. Mamadi Diakite should have never gotten the opportunity to take that shot. Y'all should have won that game and went to the Final Four. You didn't. That was probably your best team in the past 10 years, and you didn't, right? Now, if you guys want me to roast IU, we could say the same thing. We're the number – to be fair, Purdue wasn't a number one seed. IU was number one seed when this happened. Syracuse, who IU ends up playing tonight, will smack them. Syracuse let up 100 points at home to, Col to Colgate, right? That's embarrassing. IU was the number one seed, the top overall number one seed. We lost in the Sweet 16 to Syracuse. That is also embarrassing. Purdue fans, I will give you that. I will give you that, that IU has had an embarrassing tournament run. We are the top number one seed. We lost to Syracuse in the Sweet 16. But – we proved we could play in the tournament before. Five national championships, and I know you think that that's all we say, but I promise you it's not. Guys, 
Purdue has had some phenomenal teams, but they've not done anything with them. Like, it's kind of just like the boy who cried wolf to me with the Boilermakers. They just, I just feel like they just don't, they're just never a threat to me in the tournament. Like, they lose to Little Rock one year in the tournament. Arkansas Little Rock. First of all, if you go to – they went to overtime and lost. It might have been more than one overtime, actually. I, I, that, that game's kind of foggy because I was younger. But some dude hit like a step-back fadeaway three on him to ice the game. If you're going to overtime with Arkansas Little Rock in the tournament, Purdue, you should know, oh, crap, we're about to lose to Arkansas Little Rock. And I would suggest you pick up your game. But guess what? You didn't. You were in the tournament last year with a good team, not as good as this year's. I will give you that. Went to last year's tournament. You lost to North Texas. Are you national championship contenders this year? No. Why? Because you've you, you never showed me that you've played good in the tournament in my lifetime, ever. IU has gone to the Sweet 16 maybe two or three times in my lifetime. Purdue has done better in my lifetime, but over the recent years, they haven't shown me that they can do anything with their best teams. Like, I use best team ever. 1976 were undefeated and won the national championship. I use 2002 team. I don't know if you count those as one of our best ever, but it was a pretty solid team. Lost in the national championship. Right? I mean, there's a lot of things here that, can be debated with Purdue, but are you a threat to me in the tournament? No. Why? Because you haven't played good in the tournament in the past few years, and that's a fact. Besides your best team where you went to the Elite Eight, your best team in the past 10 years, right? So that's my take on it. You can come at me all you want, but that opinion is not changing. Let's break down some ACC Big Ten Challenge games. There were two games that already happened. Iowa beat Virginia and Illinois beat Notre Dame. Not surprising there. I, maybe Virginia could have beat Iowa, but Illinois I know is going to beat Notre Dame. Iowa game is close. I was actually watching the Pacer game in Monday Night Football, so didn't turn it on. But the bulk of the games are today. So got to talk about my Hoosiers first, man. Got to talk about my Indian Hoosiers first, man. Syracuse, Indiana, tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's currently 6.22. When I wrap up the show, I'm going to be doing a bunch of stuff, like uploading it for you guys and watching the game. Let me tell y'all, man, Indiana University is getting a dub tonight. We will go to 7-0. Let me tell you why. First of all, Syracuse will have 100 points at home to Colgate. I already mentioned that earlier in the show. IU has confidence right now, right? We're 6-0. I don't care who we've played. I don't care if we played the top six teams in the nation or the worst six teams in the nation. We're still 6-0 either way. We have confidence, right? Our best player just came off a 43-point night. But the number one thing, we have an NBA coach on our squad. Mike Woodson's our head coach. I think that he'll know how to beat Syracuse's zone. And I'm being dead serious when I say this. Nobody in college basketball, I said in the previous show, nobody in college basketball thinks Syracuse is going to line up and main the man when they play him. Not one person. 
ever since Jim Beheim's been their coach, they're running a zone. How do you beat that zone? You get it into the middle. What has Mike Woodson been working on with Trace Jackson Davis this offseason? Mid-range jump shots. I've seen a little bit of his mid-range game, but you've also got Ray Thompson who can hit mid-range. But also, if you find a way to work the guards in there, right, we're golden. I mean, the whole point of their zone is to make you uncomfortable because they're so long and they're so lengthy that it's hard to kind of move around them. Jim Beheim has two sons on the scene. Buddy is obviously the better one than the other one. I think it's Jimmy Beheim. They both start, and they're both lengthy guys on defense. You just got to hit. In my opinion, you hit 40% of your shots tonight, you win. And Syracuse has struggled this year. If you're allowing 100 points at home to Colgate, Indiana University, you better put up 75. You better not put up less than 75 points tonight. And the reason being is because Syracuse is going to be more motivated to win. They're going to be more motivated to play. Obviously, in front of the Carrier Dome crowd, it's going to be loud. They're going to feed off the fans' energy. So I don't expect you guys to put up 100 points tonight. But 75, if Colgate can put up 100, with the noise and stuff, I'll bump you down 25 points. Put up at least 75 points tonight. You win the basketball game. Plain and simple. Hold Syracuse to under 70, right? I think if they get within the 70s, it's going to be close because if we start taking jump shots, which is the purpose of a zone, is to make you shoot, um, we don't have that many shooters that are just absolutely lights out. So. If we start missing shots and they get into the 70s range, we could be screwed. But put up over 75 points and hold them to under 70. We win the basketball game and are 7-0. Next game, Pittsburgh and Minnesota. Um, I like what John Hugley's done at Pittsburgh this year, but these two teams are kind of just uh, towards the bottom of their conference. Xavier Johnson was a big-time guy on Pittsburgh. He left, obviously, to come to Indiana. Losing him was kind of crucial. So my predictions for the first two games, I got Indiana tonight, 77 to 68. I got a 77 to 68. And I got Minnesota beating Pittsburgh 60, I'll say 72 to 61. Florida State at number two, Purdue. If this was at Florida State, I think it would be a much – more competitive game, but really this is the first game played at Mackey this year where there's true competition coming into Mackey. Purdue has played true competition this year, but coming into Mackey Arena, like they played in a neutral site against Villanova and North Carolina, Purdue did. So there wasn't a home crowd to affect any of that um, energy or whatever of the players. First power six team coming, or first competition, I'd say, coming to Mackey. I think Purdue gets the dub by at least 15 points. Give me Purdue 85 to 70. Give me 85 to 69, Purdue. Clemson Rutgers. Oh, Clemson. What happened to your football team this year, man? Expecting more. 
Y'all seen that picture? DJ Yuga Lyle, I put the horns down. He got a picture exposed. He put the horns down on one of his uh, – it got leaked or something. But what happened to your football team, bro? Like, whatever. That's for a different time. But I got Rutgers. Um, they, they, they renamed their arena. It's not the rack anymore. It's Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's Arena, Piscataway, New Jersey. I'm just taking Rutgers solely because they're at home. I, I feel like this could go either way. But Rutgers has – a lot of good solid players and they have players that can heat up um pretty pretty easily if they start shooting so give me Rutgers by a slim margin give me Rutgers in kind of a low scoring game I'll say 68 to 63 Wake Forest versus Northwestern Northwestern is just bad they're just a, in my opinion I think Penn State's a better basketball team than them this year I think the bottom three teams in the Big Ten are probably Northwestern, Nebraska, and I would probably say Penn State and maybe Minnesota. But, uh, no, I'm taking Wake Forest. I'm taking Wake Forest on that. So, the if I, my first three predictions are right, the Big Ten would be 5-0. and oh. Dear God. Actually, we would be 6-0. and oh. Big Ten would be 6-0. and oh. I'm taking ACC to get their first win right here. Give me Wake Forest over Northwestern. Give me number one Duke over Ohio State. I think that it'll be close. Like I said, give me Duke 82 to 78. Louisville versus Michigan State. Michigan State is now ranked number 22. I'm taking the Cardinals. I know it is at the Breslin Center. Michigan State just, I just, I just think they're overrated. Like, the first game they played, they just got shellacked to Kansas. And I know Kansas is good, but Louisville has only one loss this year. So I'm taking Louisville. Louisville's hot right now. Too much firepower. Give me Louisville by 10. Give me Louisville 75 to 65. Give me Maryland over Virginia Tech. Give me NC State over – if Nebraska wins tonight, I don't know what I'll do. Give me NC State over Nebraska, man. Uh, North Carolina, Michigan, that's actually a good matchup. That's uh, tomorrow. Ever since Louisville, Michigan State starts the December 1st game, so tomorrow night. That's actually probably, in my opinion, that's the best matchup of the Big Ten ACC Challenge or Duke, Ohio State. I'm taking, I'm taking North Carolina because it's at Chapel Hill, so I'm taking UNC. Why is Michigan still ranked, though? Like, real talk. They should not be ranked. Give me North Carolina. Score predictions for that. I'll say 79 to 70. Georgia Tech at number 23, Wisconsin. This one, uh, it's not at Wisconsin, sorry. It's at Georgia Tech. I'm taking Wisconsin, though. It's in Atlanta. I'm taking Wisconsin. I'm taking Wisconsin 82 to 70. And last game of the Big Ten ACC Challenge, Miami and Penn State. Both these teams are just, just I, I, I don't even know. There's a reason why it's on ESPNU. Miami, just give me Miami, man. I mean, I, I, I don't know much. I haven't studied Penn State like I really have the other teams in the Big Ten this year. So, I'll take Miami. Miami made a deep run in the ACC tournament last year, and Penn State just has nothing. I mean, they're just clearly a football school. So 
I'll take Miami there, even though it's at Penn State. Their stadium's not really loud, so it won't make a difference. But give me the Hurricanes, 71-66. Those are my Big Ten ACC Challenge predictions. Also, can number one Duke go down tonight? Let me know if you think Duke will lose tonight. Also, let me know who should be number one, Duke or Purdue, because there's some heated debate on that. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. New episode Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure to tune into all of those. Most likely be talking about NFL next. Getting closer towards the end of the playoffs. So hopefully my Colts can pull it off because that loss yesterday to Tampa should have been a win. My gosh. 30 minutes until the Hoosier game, baby. Go Hoosiers. If you're a Purdue fan, go Purdue, even though I hope they lose. But Go Hoosiers, go Boilers, if you're a Boiler fan. I will see you guys in the next episode, Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. Pull up the UFC class, use the discount code, you won't regret it. Peace.